Welcome, everyone, to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is... Lawrence Van Beek. Yeah. I, I don't feel the need for the doctor today. I just feel that, you know, what I say will express that I actually have that knowledge. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and I would fully concur with that. Like, oh, yes. If you just, oh, yes. If you just listen to those velvet tones, he's speaking yeah. with authority right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. So, so we're my, in chapter go ahead steve you talk. i was gonna say no we're in chapter three just what you were gonna say the yeah. third chapter of the second book of corinthians very nice very nice that's a lot of that's a lot of numbers to handle all at once yes 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 who knew yeah. i'd have a psychology degree and could do that <laughs> <laughs> so so this is about ministers of the new covenant oh. which suggests that there was an old covenant but there was an old covenant, wasn't there? There was an old covenant, and and Lip- this follows right down my 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 thing that I love to say that the old covenant is meaningless, it's garbage, it's past. Yes. All the Old Testament scholars are wasting all of their time <laughs> <laughs> lear- lear- learning dead languages. Fools, morons! I tell you, <laughs> every one of them, every one of them. <laughs> Enjoy that career, though, guys. <laughs> yeah, this actually does follow down a little bit what we talked about in of what we talked about in Hebrews uh, chapter eleven as well about about the moving away from the old covenant and stuff. Right. Okay. <clears throat> well, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And and we do we do love our, our Old Testament scholars, but but seriously, it's over, people. Like they are dull. Though. They are they are dull. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> It's like saying, remember back in the 60s? Man, they were glorious days, weren't they? <laughs> so there, you know, and, and uh, since this was written in the 60s, I think you're... Oh, you're, oh, oh, hit that one out of the park, my friend. <laughs> it might have been, been mid-50s, but we'll see. But if, if it fits the 60s. Yeah. If this is not crew cut. This is long hair and, and LSD. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is Woodstock. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's jump right in. Starting at verse 1, obviously, chapter 3. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves of our letter are our letter of recommendation, written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. So remember Corinth is a um, it's a it was a harbor town. Remember, we talked about that a couple of lessons right, ago. Right. We said that, um, and like many harbor towns, it, it had all of the all of the stuff that goes on in a harbor town. Mm-hmm. Um, we said prostitutes were called Corinthian girls, and um, and things like that. Uh, so, so what happened in this church is there were a lot of different a lot of different tugs and pulls on the church. Uh, you're going to find that there may have been Judaizers in the church, just like there were in the book of Hebrews. Those were the Jewish people, um, oftentimes priests that became Christians and felt that they had to go they had to go back and follow the law. And that's what he's going to be talking about right away. Mm-hmm. There were others that felt that they were they were super spiritual. Mm. So 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 it would be a melting pot of different things coming in. Right. Okay. And people coming in with with no, I want to say Judeo-Christian values. Maybe I just have to say Judeo values. 
um, they were Greeks. They they didn't they didn't have the sexual mores that the others had. Right. And so because the church had built up, remember they kicked that one guy out of the church, and and because of the struggles they were having in the church, um, they were starting to demand letters of recommendation. So when people would come into the church and want to preach at the church, well, well, where did you come from? Like, what do you have to show? That you know that you can have a podcast with Steve Morris. Like what what shows that you actually have the doctorate that you're always claiming to have? Oh, I, I get what you're saying. So it's like, where do you come from? Where did you go? Yeah, where do you come from? Where are you going? And um, who who is vouching for you? Mm-hmm. And remember, Paul had to do that. He had letters um, when he traveled to Damascus. He had letters from the high priest yeah. so that he could do stuff to Christians. Um, so this is the kind of thing. So Paul, but then Paul comes back on them and says. Um, so you think you think that we're we're trying to build ourselves up again? Are you saying that I need a letter of recommendation to talk to you? Yeah. Do you not realize that I'm the one who started this church? Yeah. Do you know but, who I am? <laughs> yeah. Do you know who I am? I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, neither does anyone else. Yeah. And he says, he says he says you are actually my letter of recommendation. Yeah. yeah. You know. So so why are you doing this to me? So he's had a struggle with with these people that he. He cares so much about. I'd have dumped them by now. But, <laughs> That's right. I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving on. There's, there's got to be money somewhere else. But Paul, Paul wasn't that way. He was. No, I'm going to hang in there. And he says, and I want to show you that you are a letter from Christ. You're, you're our letter from Christ. Your salvation is our letter. Um, and it wasn't written with ink. And he's going to, he's going to really hammer this ink thing. But it was written by the Spirit on, on our. Not on, not on tablets like Moses had, but, on, uh, but on, right on your heart. This stuff is right on your heart. You, so he is defending his place as the pastor of this church. Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, that, that's great. And by the way, I was referencing Cotton Eye Joe there with my statement. So. <laughs> Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Where'd anyway. you go? What are you doing, Cotton Eye Joe? I thought I'd slip it in there, but... Uh, yeah. I'm not being helpful tonight at all. <laughs> I like Cotton Eye Joe, and I didn't know where it came from, but I but I remembered hearing it. Yeah, um, such a great point though. Like, how could they forget Paul so quickly? But obviously, something had changed. Such well, as the- this is this is the perfect message for for ministers today. Yeah, true. Like so many people, um, well, they're going both ways, right? Ministers are getting out and getting it into anything else. And people are leaving their businesses and becoming ministers in their older as they're getting older, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they they watch out for the grandiose vision of what a minister is. Yeah, this is what a minister is. You know, I brought you to Christ. Why are you leaving me now? Yeah, yeah. Why did you leave me, Lucille? <laughs> with a hungry congregation in the field um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay picking it up at verse four such is the confidence that we have through through christ towards god not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us but our sufficiency is from god who made us sufficient to be the ministers of a new covenant not of the letter but of the spirit for the letter kills but the spirit gives life yeah so then he says, he, Paul always does this. He always says, you know, I think he had a, a very healthy opinion of himself. <laughs> <laughs> like even when he says he's a sinner, he says, I was the greatest of all sinners. You know? <laughs> I was just an average guy. Oh, no, no, no. no. no he, was the, he was the Donald Trump of ministry. That's what he, that's what he was. The greatest. <laughs> yeah. 
we will we will make this book great again. Um, and no no mocking of Donald Trump there. I, no. I I have good friends that that are fully supportive of of his of the work that he did. Yeah. Um, so don't I back out of every yeah. seat. I, uh, <laughs> never done. make a stand, Larry. Never make a stand. Um, but then he says, he says, I like what he says. He, you know, he never, he doesn't belittle himself in any way. But he says, hey, it's not us, guys. It's the sufficiency that God gave us. Mm. And I really like it. Um, the head of our organization, uh, the, or the one from Alberta, not not the big head, but the but the the guy from Alberta. He came up and he says, you know, there's a lot of things I don't do well, but what I do very well is church growth. Mm. And and it was kind of neat to set, to have a person say, you know, I'm not all that special, but but I do recognize my gifts. Mm. And Paul does recognize his gifts, but then he's, he's very clear to say these come from God. And he says, and it comes from the spirit. He says, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And the commentators are going to be very clear that this does not say that the Old Testament kills. Because it sounds like that in the next section that we're going to read. Okay, let's pick it up there then. Yeah. Verse 7. Now if the ministry of death, carved in letters of stone, I get why Larry is saying what he's saying, came yeah. with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? For if there, were glor if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, the, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. Indeed, in this case, what once had glory has come to have no glory at all because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent have glory. Oh, that was hard to read. <laughs> that, that is tough. And, and C.S. Lewis actually wrote a book called The Weight of Glory. Hmm. And if you want to understand glory at all, then, then he does a really good job. And the reason he talks about the weight of glory is the word in Hebrew, kavod, kavod, um, if I'm saying that right, kavod, it means weight. Mm, mm. And in, in Greek, doxa can mean your, it can, it can mean your reputation. For us, glory is actually, it, it, for us, it's a shiny thing, mm. right? That's glory. You know, the sun, the sunrise, you know, the beautiful sunset, that's glory for us. Okay. Um, it's it's it varies from language to language, but the whole idea now is he's saying, he's saying there's glory in this thing. Hmm. So there's there's light, there's reputation, there's all of this kind of stuff. So the way the English people understand glory is just fine. By the yeah. way, it always bothers me when people say, "Well, you know, if you understood the original language, and you'd really understand what was going on," and um, uh you understand english you do fairly well so, <laughs> i always i always like to say you know the guys who translated this really did a good job yeah so now but then he says if the ministry of death carved in letters of stone came with such a glory that the israelites couldn't even gaze upon moses and of course it, so he's going to say that that the the um the 10 commandments you know they they are part of the ministry of death the old testament um, you know, the first five books, at least the Pentateuch, this is the ministry of death. And, and for us, that sounds so wrong because, you know, this was God's word for all those years. And Paul never belittles God's word, but he talks about the law, the law of Moses being a mirror. So you look at the law of Moses and what you see, the, the reason it's death is because what you see is your inability 
to actually fulfill that law. Right, right. So the law, remember he says in other places, he says the law is a schoolmaster. The law is teaches us that we can't do this thing. Right. Right. And then he says, Moses came down off that mountain. I mean, they couldn't look at him. He was so bright. I had to wear shades. <laughs> My teacher's so bright, I have to wear shades. Um, Moses was so bright that they actually had to cover him with a veil un- right. until the glory, um, until the glory faded off his face, hmm. off of him. And and he was saying, and that was a ministry of death, meaning that 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 was a ministry that that it had an expiration date. The ministry of the Old Testament had an expiration date, mm-hmm. and the expiration date was when Jesus came. Right. And then the writing of the New Testament. So this is the new thing. This old thing is gone now. And and there's a glory that comes. And the glory that we have now is greater than the glory that Moses had. Right. Well, we couldn't even look at him. He was so shiny. Yeah, yeah. There, see, that's our, our, our word for glory. Right. Yes, right. but this is more than that was. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's why and- then I can... Oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, and it's permanent too, right? It wasn't like Moses, it would fade from him slowly. This was that would last forever. Right, right. Much more will what is permanent have glory. This is a permanent glory. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, this is, this is the culmination, man. Mm. Jesus coming is the culmination of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Verse 12. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold, not like Moses, who put a veil over his face, funny, uh, over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were, but their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it, is it taken away. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But, the, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Remember that old, there used to be a song, From glory to glory, he's changing me. Okay, yeah, yeah I sort of remember that one. Yeah, I, well, you probably would remember it if someone who had a clue sang it. Oh, no, uh, you're good. You know, you're good. You yeah, did fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it was, you know, Elvis Presley or something. I was trying to think of some of the new singers and nobody came to mind. <laughs> Christina Aguilera. That's still not very new. Ed Sheeran. Uh, if Ed Sheeran sang it. Oh, if Ed Sheeran had sung it. And there's glory because, I mean, he's as white as they come. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone could pass for Moses, it would be Ed Sheeran. <laughs> it, would be, it would be Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he says, since since we can be bold, he says, Moses Moses had uh, had the veil, not like Moses with the veil over his face, but you know their minds were hearted. So now he's talking about the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. He said their minds were hearted, and every time they read this, their minds are hearted, and the reason they're hardened is because they can't get past to see that Jesus was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. That's the hardening of their minds. Right is is in their case. It can be other things in other places, the hardening of your hearts, the hardening of your minds, um, the doing evil things and, th- and starting to think they're okay. That's the hardening of your mind, too. But right. in this case, it's they can't get past their Old Testament. So he's also talking to those that are telling them to go back to the Old Testament, remember? Right. You know, we, we still need to follow all of the laws of Moses. 
and the and the um, and the community covenants of Moses. He said we still need to follow that. And Paul saying, "No, you don't." Yeah. And that's a that's a tough that's a tough tough stand to take. And to to such a mixed church as um, as Corinthians was, it's it's kind of interesting that he would he would say something so strongly Jewish in in such a Gentile Jewish mix of a church. Yeah. Well, you, I was just thinking if you put yourself in the spot of the Jews, it's not unlike some the battle that churches have with with ethnic divisions in that church, right? There's a group that feels advantaged and those that aren't come in and that wow, okay. Oof. Oh, and and the ethnic stuff we have um, where where they just in in the Pentecostal circles, it's it's that, you know, they were they were taught Christ in other countries. And their structure is just different. It's not that they actually believe very different things, but the structure doesn't fit our structure, right? You know, right. and and it messes with us. Yeah. And then and then uh, you know and then they then their their group sometimes use the churches and they have their own services and and eventually it, it kind of works its way through. But yeah, it is it is something, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! What what a what a relevant passage for today, isn't it? It could be. Yeah. 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 Oh, anyway, so he, then he finishes off. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil's removed. And now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit is, there's freedom. So he says, he says, we don't need to be bound by the law. We have freedom in Christ. Remember, Paul's a guy who says, you know, I'm in Christ. Everything is lawful for me. Right. But then in case you think that you can do anything you want, he, he follows right up and says, but not everything is expedient. Not everything is beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know? So still, still, you know, I'm free to do anything, but I'm still beholden upon to be what people need me to be to bring them to Christ. Right, right, right. Yeah, kind of, kind of intriguing. And we're being transformed into the same image. Now this says from one degree of glory to another. I think the old way was from glory to glory, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From so, so we're being changed to be more like Christ. Um, and and this this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now you say from the Lord who is the Spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you're trying to define the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God, and even the terms for the Spirit, sometimes He's the Holy Spirit, sometimes He's Christ's Spirit, sometimes He's God's Spirit. You you, you really fumble when you're trying to pull this together, right? Right. Yeah. It's sort of like when you become a Christian. To become a Christian, um, the Spirit draws you to Christ. And then when you accept Christ, Christ gives you the Spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the whole Trinity thing is actually quite an Im- important piece of the whole thing, I think. Yeah. But, but I, that's not what this is about. This is saying, Paul is saying to them, "Look, I am your, I am the guy that brought you to Jesus. You've got to know that you can." I think what he's trying to say is trust the stuff that I've already told you. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. I wasn't mocking you. I wasn't leading you astray. Right. Trust what I told you. I, yeah. I told you that this would give you freedom. Why are you going back to things that are that are law when right. I've given you this freedom? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like how you emphasize that it could be seen that this is Paul taking pot shots at the Old Testament. But in the middle of this, he's like, <clears throat> you know, it's when the veil is taken away. It's almost like you see Christ through this is kind of what I'm telling you. Like, I'm going to take, you know, you believe in Christ and the veil is taken away. So when you read that old covenant, you see the new covenant coming right out of yep. it. 
yeah, nice, nice, Steve, nice ending. Oh, and I don't even have a doctorate. I just learned that from a, a really, really, really top-notch scholar <laughs> named Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. I don't know. Have you met the, have you met the man? He's genius. Have you met him? <laughs> he's, he's a genius. He's wonderful. Yeah, I'd say he's that anywhere. So, so wonderful, I generally have a veil over my face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wear a paper bag, actually, because people ask me to. But anyway, oh. I digress. <laughs> 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 Folks, thank you so much for coming and, and being a part of our podcast. We so appreciate the fact that you listen to us. Um, and, and you encourage us just by us seeing numbers of there's people that do listen to us. If you have friends and family and you think they would enjoy it, pass it along to them. We do post this on Facebook uh, from my account and uh so it's there you can find it in all the podcasting apps where it's google play or google podcasts i think they call it these days apple Podcasts. it's there it's in stitcher it's in uh i don't know i even found it on amazon podcast so hey look for us there if if you're interested and tell your friends and family and um we'll take we'll take it in in small or large bills we don't really care as pentatonics would always say and we love you and don't forget to hit subscribe <laughs> but we don't have that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. well we do kind of but uh, i'm with you i'm with you so folks thanks again and we'll see you next week on the apocalypse podcast